This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Aaron Hawksworth, Paul Aspen all here with you. What the heck is controlled fury, by the way? The Lions head coach Dan Campbell saying he has it. But can someone define that for me? Anybody? I love it. Uh, I'm all for Dan Campbell, whatever he has to say. He's so hot. You I figured that one was oh yeah, that one was for Aaron specifically. I heard that I heard that sound, but I was like, ah. Uh, I would say it's maybe like organized chaos is what I could compare it to in my own life. Like maybe it's something similar. Control fury, organized chaos. I don't know. But that's is, is it one of those like two? Is it like a paradox where we're just putting two contradictory words together and it sounds smarter than it really is? Is this the situation? It's very Dan fury. to say something It's very like Dan that. Campbell. Yeah. That is so Dan right. Campbell, yeah. Yeah, that, that, that's fair. Like, if there is a phrase to describe him, that's not a bad one to choose for sure. Uh, we will get to uh, the NFC wildcard picture in uh, just a bit in terms of the teams that are vying for spots like six and seven seeds and getting in and all that stuff. But let's close our conversation pertaining to the Eagles and the Giants because certainly uh, there are a couple of props uh, on the New York side uh, that maybe the group is very much interested in. Yeah, yeah I'm actually start- uh, echoing. Oh, sorry, Aaron, you go right ahead. I didn't know you had something there. Um, Yeah, I actually did find the Saquon prop, so I did bet over rushing and attempts. I just think this is a huge opportunity with this Eagles rush defense being awful, and they allowed like 221 on the ground last week. So over 59 and a half for Saquon and his attempts. I want to say it was like 18. I don't don't remember, Um, but everything Saquon for me, Paul. And so I'm actually looking at the passing game, but I, I have Saquon written down, and I don't know that it has to be an either-or proposition. Like, this could start as a Saquon mm-hmm. game, but if we're if we're talking something we've been talking about this week is Eagles first half inside of three, which that could definitely happen, mm-hmm. and then they pull the starters at halftime or see the Cowboys have a big lead, maybe it's the fourth quarter, and that's where I think it turns into a tie rod game. And the Eagles' pass defense over the last third of the season since week 12, they're worse than Washington. They're worse than Seattle. They're worse than Detroit. The only team they are not worse than is Arizona, who just came back from multiple (laughs) scores down to beat them last week. And like Tyrod's number, it was low last week against the Rams. He went flying over. It's also very low this week, 201 and a half. And if they're in a comeback spot in the second half, he's just going to chuck it. 
I think there's a lot of opportunity there. So I'll be playing over 201 and a half. And then some of the alt numbers you can look at as well, 225 plus, 250 plus. I don't know that I'd go as far as 275 plus, but 225 plus at plus 155, 250 plus at plus 320. Those are worth a look. And then it's like, which Giants wide receiver? And it's been a, he's been a, it's been a Slayton month, I would say. He's been kind of the, the hot receiver for the Giants. Wendell Robinson could be an option. He's, getting a ton of targets recently. Um, so you just kind of got to play receiver roulette um, as far as and maybe target some lower numbers. But again, if they're in a comeback spot and passing to to catch up, I'll definitely be on the Giants plus, I see a plus four and a half. I think there are fives and five and a half still out there. There were as of last night. So yeah. I, I think the Giants could def- even win this game, honestly, in the second half. And then I think that's why, like, you know, the idea of backing the Eagles in the first half and that spread, that probably is the most appealing thing to me because the second half has so much uncertainty that I probably like that more than anything else. I I will be curious what game script will look like. And if Tyrod Taylor is used more as a rusher than as a passer, that'd probably be my only concern there. But does he have the ability to against that Eagles secondary? Absolutely. He does. No doubt about that one. Uh, Let's move on now to the, oh yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Just because everyone was talking about it two weeks ago. Starters mm-hmm. get pulled. Who's that leave to run the ball for the Eagles and score a touchdown? Who always scores a touchdown against the Giants? This is the Boston Scott Ainwell. touchdown. Game, plus five fifty. <laughs> okay. Of course it is. Got to get that in there. Okay. Vikings Lions. Detroit. Three and a half point favorites with a total of 45 and a half. The Vikings can still get into the playoffs. They do have to win and they do have to get a lot of help. Meanwhile, the Lions, Mm -hmm. they could still get the two seed if the Eagles and the Cowboys both lose. And of course, Detroit wins this. So there is still something to play for on both sides here. Aaron, what do you like? Well, first, I think Dan Campbell is still in his controlled fury after that controversial call. I think this will be a very inspired, motivated Lions team. I know they're still trying to get the two seed and then the Vikings, they need help and a win. I'm not going to be backing the Vikings here. I My best bet for this game is Lions first half minus one and a half. I think they beat the Vikings first half. They pull their starters. We see Teddy Covers come in for the Lions and back up in the second (laughs) half. So I'm going to stay away from the second half. And I love the Lions on the spread minus one and a half first half, Paul. Yeah, I'm completely aligned with you. Like, isn't we've talked about the Eagles first half, maybe the Cowboys first half. Isn't this like a just come out and pummel someone after uh, like the way that game ended last week and they just run the ball with Gibbs and or Montgomery against the Vikings defense that has been okay. Like Bradford has done some nice things, but I just think they let it all out in the first half. And I think there's absolutely a case for them to sit their starters after halftime. It's, it is a, it's not a guarantee because you got to see like, you're not playing in the same window as Philly and Dallas. So you're going to determine your outcome before you see what you, what else you need to happen. I, I just like the risk versus reward. You want to make sure you're fully healthy for the playoffs, you know, knock the rust off in the first half. I think that's how I would do it. We'll see what Dan Campbell does. Um, I will say Gibbs has been out snapping Montgomery three to two uh, the last two weeks. So maybe over 51 and a half uh, rushing yards Yes, uh, could be in, could be the play. Teams have been running the ball in the Vikings, mm-hmm. 30th in EPA per play versus the run the last third of the season. 
Uh, and then do we want to look at like Jared Goff unders if there's a path for sitting him and or if it's a running game? And then I wanted to look at Nick Mullins overs and maybe second half they just chuck it. 265 and a half, though. I'm, I'm not going to go there. Two, oh, I didn't see that. 260. Oh, I go way under. Oh, way under. I don't, I, I mean, I was thinking under Justin if anything. Jefferson, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I go way under there. I, I get he's got Justin Jefferson fine. And I get that his one monster game since returning from injury was against the Lions. But so what? I, you can't just constantly go back to these rematches and go, all right, well, in the last meeting, he did this. So certainly he's going to replicate that effort. No, you need a much larger sample size if we're going to play that game. So in that respect, uh, Mullins under, I think, is definitely good. I also really, really like the Jameer Gibbs prop in large part because if this is a first-half only kind of game and you start pulling starters, well, who's going to be the bell cow running back in the second half? It's going to be the rookie. It's going to be the one who hasn't had all of this mileage on him all season long. So definitely I'm expecting probably more conservative offense by the Lions in the second half, which means just run the ball with your rookie a good bit more. So he's going to get the opportunities for those 51 and a half yards, Aaron. Oh, you're muted, Aaron. Sorry about that. I think rather than roll the dice with Jared Goff under 223 and a half, I'd probably just stick to the first half line spread just in case. Um, just because <laughs> he could go over that. Who knows? Um, but yeah, I like all the angles you guys brought up in this one. Okay. Let's move on now to the Bears and the Packers. Green Bay, three-point favorites, total 45. The Packers win, and they are in the playoffs, and they could even get the sixth seed if the Rams lose to the 49ers. So with all of that being said, are you taking a flyer on the Packers to cover, or do you feel like Chicago could win this thing outright, and you want to take a look at the plus 135 money line? I don't know if I'm going to bet a side in this one. I do like the case that Joe's made for the Bears and John Daigle just made for the Bears on our show. Um, the Bears have been playing well. Um, I was looking at DJ Moore and Justin Fields props here. Joe Barry is most likely fired soon as the Packers defense is absolutely awful. 28th defensive DVOA. Joe Barry was here in Washington. Didn't like him then. Don't like him now. Uh, and you can see by the performance. Don't like him in the, the future. <laughs> Just how bad. Yeah. Why are you still a coach in this league? I'm not sure. The other thing is Packers injury report. Whoo, that thing is long. 21 players on the injury report. Packers, are they going to lose at home in the final game of the season with a playoff berth on the line? I think they could. I don't I don't have a whole lot of faith. I know Jordan Love's been playing well, but uh, I think this is a bear spot, and I'd be looking at Fields. Uh, everyone's been talking about the narrative around Fields, too. I, I think Fields and more could have a field day. See what I did there? Uh, Fields day. <laughs> Do more together. Okay. I see. Yes. Uh, Boo. So. Boo. Thanks, Jake. Jake. Thanks, Jake. Jake. Oh, back in the Bears here. You should be completely on board. Um, words I did not think I'd be saying at any point during this year. Uh, <laughs> Jake threw me off. Uh, this is a Bears show. <laughs> Bears plus three. I thought we had five seconds left. Bears plus oh three. Oh, my God. Bears line. This is not Packers a Bears line. show. This I week hope it is. not. This week it I is. I really hope it is. Uh, 
So the Packers, despite the injury report, they could be getting guys like Christian Watson back, which, you know, that it's a difference maker yeah. for their offense for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Bears should do whatever they want versus this defense. Twenty Aaron, you just talked about it. 25th versus the pass, 28th, 5th versus the run over the last third of the season. So not even good as John Daigle just talked about against some very low-level quarterbacks. Uh, as you look at the offenses, I guess Khalil Herbert will be the guy to look to in the Bears running game. Uh, eighth in explosive run rate, 10th in missed tackles, force per attempt. Uh, since week 12, Green Bay has allowed the ninth most rushing yards per game, 10th highest explosive run rate. Also, third most rushing yards allowed to QBs. And look, this is a game, like they've said that, you know, there have been reports that Ibraflus is coming back and the staff is coming back. You got to win this game. Everyone's playing for their jobs. They're going to do everything they can to win this game. Pack so Justin Fields over fifty two and a half. That includes him. He's seeing all the reports about like, are they going to draft a quarterback? So he's playing for. He's got to feel like he's playing for his job as well. And Aaron, I'm with you on the DJ Moore angle as well. Even if Jair Alexander is back, still look. I don't think he's getting here. If you want to have the incentive conversation, he needs 209 receiving yards to set the Bears. More of a record than an incentive. He needs 209 receiving yards to get set the Bears' single-season record. I don't know that he's getting there, but I think Justin Fields has made it clear who his number one, number two, number three targets are. I guess number three might be Cole Komet mm-hmm. or a tight end, but DJ Moore is his one and two guy. You go 100 plus at plus 260, 110 plus at plus 370, 120 plus at plus 550. Pick an alternate line. I think those are definitely worth it. And then I mentioned Cole Komet. If you if he's kind of banged up, he was active but barely played last week. So kind of see how that shakes out. But if you want to look at him or Robert Tunyon, former Packer, for a touchdown, Green Bay has mm. allowed seven touchdowns to tight ends, and they're bottom 10 in most yards allowed to tight ends as well. If the Bears pull off the upset, if I'm not mistaken, then they're going over their win total. So a lot of folks are going to be sweating this game uh, at seven and a half here. So that to me is really intriguing in terms of what the future is going to look like for Chicago. And if it is time to move on from Justin Fields, well, at least Fields will put one more good thing on film in terms of him having a future. So that to me is really intriguing. Also, too, if Christian Watson is coming back, then Jordan Love gets not all of his weapons, but the big ones as far as I'm concerned. So I wonder if Jordan Love not to throw an interception is a good play here. I get the Chicago defense certainly has been pretty good when it comes to ball hawking, but I do wonder if, say, this offense took a step forward without Watson, and now you're putting him back into the fold. Suddenly they become a good bit more dynamic. To me, this three is sharp. I'm not going to touch it, but I do wonder, say, like maybe Jordan Love can lose but still look good in the process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any thoughts there? I could see that. Yeah. I don't okay. know if I'll be betting Bears money line. It would be Bears or nothing, but I uh, definitely love the DJ more prop here. Absolutely. I will say I like at BetMGM, uh, Bears plus three is one of the most three bet tickets, uh, ticket and handle. So mo- one of the most bet sides at BetMGM for the weekend. So I do think, but to your Jordan Love point, I do think having like a Christian Watson back could definitely help him continue mm-hmm. to play at a high level. For sure. You're all Let's sheep. Real quickly. You are all sheep. This is what the Bears do. You get excited. They're like, oh, they, they're going to win this game. They're motivated. Everyone's for their jobs. And then they for. just lose. They just 
lose. You guys this are isn't so to get into the playoffs by more than right, three. But, it, but it's for everyone's <laughs> jobs to knock your rival out of the playoffs. They're going to want to win this game, and then they're just going to lose. I've seen this story for the last 26 years of my life. I know how this goes. I have the script. I have seen the script. Roger Goodell has told me what's going to happen in this game. The Bears are just going to lose. Oh, my God. 4D chess. All the Bears fans want this coaching staff fired, so actually they win and they all come back, and it's actually worse. Oh, no. They lose. They lose in a nail-biter. Last second field goal. Everybody comes back anyway. I'm telling you, I've oh, seen the story. Right. They cover the three, This though. is Mike Daily, presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, we'll discuss the AFC East, including the game of the week, Bills at Dolphins, right here on the Beck Network.